Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. How many is thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ? Hey, I don't think we should get, uh, get used to that song. Come on, somebody. I really think if we really think where we were before Calvary, we would have no choice, no chance to where we are today without the blood of Jesus Christ. For the Bible says it's, it's the antidote. It's the blood that is the only thing that redeems us. Amen. It's the only one that remits our sins. It's because that Lamb of God hung himself on a tree one day for you and I's sins when we were in despair, when we were lost and had no hope. But I know it's the blood of Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? Come on, I think we should take a few moments right now to give God glory. I feel something that just came in this room right now. Come on, you may have been in church for 50 years, but I think it's good and I think it's well that we are still excited about the blood of Jesus. It is the greatest story on this planet. Hey, it's the only story about death that brings life. Come on, somebody. It's the only gospel that can wash away your sins. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about you take a moment and go across the aisle and greet them in Jesus' name and love on them and Give them a compliment. Tell them they look nice tonight. Introduce yourself. sure does feel good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. What a privilege it is to be before you folks tonight. I give honor to our pastor and like uh, our brother said earlier, what a wonderful message he preached. If anyone watched that, that's, that's right. I'm thankful for the man of God in our lives. And uh, he has a voice for this generation, a voice for this hour. And um, I am excited what the Lord's going to do in the kingdom of God going forward. Um, just be praying that the Lord uh, rejuvenates him. When I'm sure when you're preaching like that and that burden weighs on your shoulders, you kind of get worn out afterwards, after everything's said and done. Uh, so cover our pastor and his family in prayer. Um, that is not an easy task. If you could turn with me to Genesis chapter uh, 32, verse 34, give honor to the ministry that's 
in the sanctuary tonight. And uh, it is a great honor to be speaking here tonight. Thirty-two and verse twenty-four. If you're there, say amen. And it says, "And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he had prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, as he wrestled with him. And he said, "Let me go, for the day breaketh." And he said, this statement that is jumping off the page right now, I will not let thee go. Everybody say, I will not let thee go. Except thou bless me. And he said unto him, excuse me, what is thy name? He said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. I just want to preach to you a simple thought tonight. It may not be long. I just want the Lord to have his way in all of our hearts tonight. Is I will not let you go. I will not let you go you go. If you could lay your Bibles down, and I know we've worshiped, and we have praised, and we have prayed, but I wonder if you could just lift your hands towards the Lord right now, and talk to Him in your own way, and ask the Lord to speak to your heart and your mind. Lord, give us a word for our families. God, give us a word for this church. Give us a word for our ministries. God, give us a word. Lord, we can live off one word. Oh, God, we could do a lot with just a spoken word from heaven. And we pray that that word would come forth tonight in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We can see here that that earlier in Genesis, we see that Jacob was a... A, uh, a man that dwelled in the tents, and he was uh, a very troubled, if I can say, young man. He never really seemed to do anything the right way, or uh, he would accomplish something, but he would make the shortcuts. And um, how many knows it's, it's very tempting to do a shortcut when you're trying to accomplish something? You men can testify when you're trying to build something, and and instead of reading the instruction manual, you decide to, to use your instruction manual and try to figure it out on your own. How many can testify that that really didn't work out too well? You end up buying the thing and get so frustrated, you, you call someone up to hire them just to build it. Amen. When the whole intention was for you to just read the manual and the instructions. You see, there's this desire within our flesh that we want to make the shortcuts, we want to beat around the bush, and we just want things done now and things to be, uh, we kind of, because of society and because of what is, what is advertised throughout all media of all sorts, uh, we, if we're not careful, be, we are considered the microwave generation. 
Amen. No longer do you have to, um, you have to uh, do the, the, the traditional protocol when it comes to cooking food. You can get food done within 10 minutes that usually would take you 30 to 40 minutes. And if we're not careful, we will come in this habit of being uh, uh, a microwave uh, mentality when it comes to the things of God. And when it comes to the promises that God has placed over our lives. And I don't know about you, but I want every promise to be fulfilled in my life. I don't want to come to church or be a part of the church of this great kingdom and watch uh, everyone else be used of God or watch the blessings flow through someone else's life. I don't want to live my life in vanity. I want to live my life with purpose. And I want to live my life with passion. And I want to accomplish things for the kingdom of God. You see, you have to understand that you can accomplish many things in this world. You can earn and make a lot of money and accomplish and have a lot of accolades attached to your resume by the time you are old and frail. But nothing compares to doing the will of God for your life. For it's that saying that says, whatever you do for Jesus Christ, that will last. That will stay forever when we accomplish the will of God. And this is something that Jacob, from a very young age, he had desired the things of God more than his brother. I'm not trying to go into detail with him and Esau, but it's clearly that Esau was enamored by the world. He was enamored by the field. He was a cunning hunter. He was a man, a man's man. And unfortunately, Esau's downfall that he was a slave to the temporary world. He was a slave to the nearest high that was available, the nearest game hunt, if I can say. He, he, he was a slave to his flesh here today, folks. He was a man that didn't really care about the things of God. Matter of fact, there was one day that Jacob offered this man, his own twin brother that day, uh, he offered him just a meal because he had been out and he had been running around in that world and he was tired and he was faint and he was, in just one moment he traded something that it was God's will and God's design for him to take. It was that birthright. It was that birthright that was only designed for the oldest and it was for Esau. But because Esau, over a course of time, over a process of time, he got distracted here some and distracted there some. You see that it's easy for us to understand that it's just not one moment that we fall, but it's a collective moment that, that we begin to drift away from the things of God. We have to understand to have victory over the distractions of this world. We must have victory over the simple disciplines uh, for living for God. Because if you show me somebody that is consistent with the things of God, I'll show you somebody at the end of their life, they are a force not to be reckoned with. You, I'll put it this way. You show me a man and a woman of God that wakes up and prays in just five minutes a day versus someone that only prays one day a day. I'll tell you, I'll show you somebody that walks with God and hears words from heaven 
that no man and no woman can hear unless you tap into that discipline of seeking God more than the things of the world. Let me tell you, this world does not have anything compared to what God is willing to give you and your family and your children. There is no job. There's no career. Oh, come on, somebody. There's no paycheck that is worth the jewels and the gold and the silver in God's kingdom. But unfortunately, this was the predicament for Esau. He was enamored by the world. He was distracted by the world. And Jacob had sold in just that one moment because of Esau. Esau's a weakness. And I want to stop here and tell you in Genesis, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, Esau made a statement that, that that is alarming to me. He says, what profiteth this birthright of mine? What, what, what is the use of this birthright? Let me tell you that, 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 that this message we believe in, this truth that we hold dear to our hearts, this lifestyle that we live, we must have a relationship with this message. The problem with Esau is he did not have a relationship with this message. But there was a young man, uh, his other brother, that, that desired a relationship with this truth, uh, with this godly heritage. Uh, you give me somebody that's willing to offer their availability to God, uh, I'll show you somebody that's going to be greatly used of the Lord. It doesn't matter if you are last in place because in all reality, Jesus said, them that are last, they shall be first. God does. God's system does not work according to man's system. God's ways does not work according to the world's system. All you have to do here tonight is give him yourself, uh, give him your heart, uh, give him your mind, uh, and most importantly, you got to give him your time. And when you give him everything that you have willing to offer, he'll take that little cruise of oil like that lady had, and he'll begin to multiply everything in your life. Uh, he'll take that little uh, that little uh, bear of oil and that, that little meal like that other woman have, and he'll sustain you for the rest of your life. That is the power of our God. All he's wanting is someone to give himself to him. This was Jacob's desire. Jacob wanted to give God what he had. He knew he was not qualified. He, he went around certain things and did certain things. And, and later on, I go into detail, but he went to Isaac, his father, that was getting old. And even went as far as stealing the blessing from his other brother. He stole this blessing with the help of his mother. And, and because of that moment, Esau comes back from the field figuring out that this this Jacob, this subplanter, this deceiver, stole his own blessing. He was filled with rage. He was filled also with sorrow because the Bible says he sought repentance. He sought for that, and he could not find it. Once the blessing was transferred, he could no longer get it back. There was no rewind. There was no redo. And and I'm, I'm not in position here tonight to to uh, do anything but encourage you, and that's, that's, that's my intent here tonight, but let me encourage you. 
and let, let me um, empower you and, 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 and highlight here tonight that we can't, push, we can't put rewind on our lives here today. We cannot push that button like a rewind, like you're watching a YouTube video and you got the options to go fast forward or go behind 30 seconds. No, no, no. That's not the option in the kingdom of God. He has given you one life to live and one difference to make. And, I, and it's very simple here tonight. You have to have this dog-like determination that I am going to accomplish the will of God and it does not matter what distractions throw my way. It doesn't matter what obstacles placed before me. It doesn't matter how tall the mountain is or how deep the valley may be. And whatever it takes to accomplish the will of God for my life and for my family's life, I'm willing to go through it because guess what? If he's called you to it, he's going to give you enough grace to accomplish his will for your life. It doesn't matter how fearful you may be. It doesn't matter how dark uh, the demons may come in your way. It's nothing that can stop a saint of God that says, you know what, Brother Brown? I'm going to do the will of God before I leave this earth, and I'm going to make a difference in his kingdom. We don't need a church that's just satisfied with a status quo, but give me families. Give me mommy and daddies. Give me children and teenagers. Give me somebody that says, you know what? My life is going to count for something. I'm not going to let go of the will of God for my life. This was, this was Jacob. Jacob was determined and he was running for his life and he was buying himself working for a man, for a woman, and was deceived for seven years and worked another seven years for a lady that he truly wanted. And, and I'm skipping over this detail. It's really not important to the message here tonight, but we find him... Uh, on this journey, and he's running full of anxiety, full because he, in the back of his mind, he knows Esau's out to kill him. He knows Esau, his own brother that he stole everything from, is out to get him. Even though Esau didn't want anything to do with this, he was slow because he was distracted by the things of the world. He was distracted by the things of the enemy because anything that distracts you from the will of God is not your friend. Anything that distracts you from the purpose of God is not your friend. But I come to tell you, if you just hold upon, you hold on and say like Jacob said that one day, he says, I'm not letting it go. That's what it takes to accomplish the will of God. And we find here that Jacob was left alone with an angel, and he wrestled with him for hours because he said, God has taken me this far. I'm not going to stop now. And let me remind a saint of God and encourage you that God has brought you from so far a long ago. Let me place the mirror right in front of you and, and remind you what you used to be when you first came to this truth. When you first came and when you were born into the kingdom. Let me remind you what you used to look like and what you look like now. But let me tell you the message is very simple. There's more to do. There's more promises to be fulfilled. And there's more prophecy to come to pass for you and your family. Let me tell you, he did not bring you that far that day uh, from what you used to be, Jacob, but he's coming again uh, to show 
you there's more for you to do. There, there's not an end on your stories when I'm trying to say. Stop letting the devil attack your mind that my ministry is over. I'm getting too old. I'm getting too frail. Guess what? If you have breath in your lungs and you're coming every week to church, you've got a purpose in God's kingdom. You can accomplish much even right now. The, the fall of his life comes to this pivotal moment. Everything was building up to it. And he knew that I have the birthright. I have the blessing of the Lord. But uh, there are certain things that just wasn't fulfilled yet. And that's why the angel of the Lord met him there that day. And he was wrestling with him to the point where he began to push so much. Oh, and the angel saw that he wasn't giving up. And the angel put his put him, his hand or whatever he did and put it in the hollow of his thigh and knocked things out of joint. And he wrestled with him, the Bible says. And and that 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 angelic, that heavenly uh host would be, became the uh, looked at him and, and said, The day's breaking. I and I and I have to let me go and and Jacob made the statement here today. I was reading this afternoon. He said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. You see, that's what's got to be the cry of our spirits here today. That's what's got to keep us up at night sometimes. That's what that burden, that desire for things not to be ordinary, but for things to change in our lives. That was his desperation that Jacob had. And my prayer here today is that God will loose a desperation upon the anchor church to not be satisfied for how big we are now or how, how much have come to the Lord today or, or, or how much is happening. I know we started a school and we have many works and many daughter works but but there has to be yet again this this desperation that comes over us sort of like I'm reminded what Paul said he says I, I don't count for the things that happened in the past but he says I keep pressing forward I keep pressing what's in front of me because there is a eight billion people on this world let me tell you there's a lot of work to do and the church cannot be afforded but God is looking for somebody that's like Jacob that you went on a journey with God and now you're to the brink now you're to the threshold and there's got to be one answer that you give God and God is looking for somebody to say I'm not letting go of the will of God there's got to be a fire that burns on the inside of us that say you know what God has been good to me but God's got a lot for me to do yet again God has blessed me before but guess what? I've got to keep pressing. Look to your neighbor and say, we've got to keep pressing. We can't let go. Say that to somebody. We can't let go. Come on, we can't let go of the harvest that God's promised. We can't let go of the revival that God's promised. We can't let go of the prophecy that God has spoken to us. Honey, I don't know about you. you got to look at your spouse and say, it's time to go all in. It's time to wrestle with this thing. It's time, it doesn't matter how long it takes or how much energy I expend. you got to have a will and a determination that says, I will not let go. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that here today. 
Come on, you got to say, I won't let go. Oh, elder, we can't let go of this. I can't let go of what God has for Rachel and Gianna and I. I can't let go of the prophecy. I can't just let some fowl come by on my altar and pick up my sacrifice. No, there's got to be a man here today. There's got to be a mommy here today that says, you know what? We've come too far. I've got to fight this out. you got to be like Paul and say, you know, they may have dragged me out of the city, but I'm coming out of this rock pit. I'm going to dust off my shoulders and throw the rock and I'm going on to preach the gospel yet again. Here's a word for you. Do it again. Preach again. Teach again. Witness again. Pray again. You got to do it again. You got to say, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go what God's done in my life. I'm not going to let go what he is about to do. You see, there is one thing that the enemy would like to try to do, and every single one of us, is if he can't take out your health, he can't take out your finances, that don't stop you. Grief don't stop you. Sorrow don't stop you. Oh, pain don't stop you. Oh my goodness, I'm looking at this crowd. I'm looking at a bunch of people that have been through some things. And I say that with all humility and humbleness. But let me tell you something. If he can't take you out with those things in your life, he'll try to take you out in your mind. He'll try to twist the promises of God over your life. He'll try to twist what pastors spoken to you in private moments and in prayer. And when God visited you in the midnight hour and 2 and 3 o'clock prayer meetings, he'll try to twist those and say, and say that really God promised those things? It's like the enemy that came into to Abraham and Sarah's tent and, and, and tried to discourage them because the journey just became longer than expected. But let me tell you, it's the journey that makes a woman and a man of God. If you just stick it out here tonight, God's going to do great things through your life. But there, but listen here, it, 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 you have to make up in your mind before we ever talk about giving up. We have to have a made up mind. I'm going to wrestle this thing out with God. I'm going to wrestle all principalities and powers and dominions that may come my way. That's what's got to be loosed upon our minds. That's the kind of faith that we have to have. It say it doesn't matter how thick the wall is, I'm going to keep hitting that wall. It doesn't matter how deep it is. It doesn't matter how deep the waters are. I'm going to keep on swimming. If you just keep on keeping on, God's going to give you more grace for the day that comes away. I've come to tell you somebody, his grace is sufficient for you and I. He works through broken vessels. He works through weak things. He just wants your availability. We all can stand. Music can come. born into the kingdom. The kingdom is not something you inherit. The kingdom is not something that uh, by pedigree you get in. Last name or family or how much money you have, your skin color, none of that matters when it comes to the kingdom of the Lord. The scripture says it's not in circumcision nor uncircumcision, but being a new creature. 
when you are born again, when you are born into this, like there was a wrestling in the womb of his mother. He was born into this. But guess what? There is a process of transformation that we are to be renewed in our thinking, transformed in the way we talk and how we act and how we dream and how we perceive things. That's what God is after here tonight. He wants you to have a new perspective on you. He asked Jacob, he says, what's your name? The Lord knew his name. He even testified that he's seen God face to face. What's your name, Jacob? He wanted Jacob to realize where he was coming from. Where Jacob was. He knew where Jacob was. And what he does is he asks him his name. He says, no longer shall your name be called Jacob. No longer shall you be labeled this. But your name is going to be called Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men. And get this. Has prevailed. In these last days, the enemy is going to wear out the saints of the Most High. He's going to try to push you down. Weaken you confuse you, cause dysfunction in your home, cause division amongst your brother and your sisters. He's going to try to do everything he can to get you to miss the mark. That's what sin is. It's missing the mark. But I have a word from the Lord here tonight. If you just tough it out, if you just wrestle that thing that you're wrestling with, I'm going to tell you, you're going to cross the threshold. Whew. This race is not for the quick. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. He said to run this race with patience. It's going to take someone that says, you know what? Tonight I'm making a covenant not to stay the same any longer. But every time I have an encounter with the angel of the Lord, uh, I'm going to wrestle it until I get my blessing. There's got to be a thing that cries from the heart of every single one of us that says, I'm not going to let go uh, of my blessing, uh, of the will of God for my life. I don't know about you. You, but I made up in my mind a long time ago. I'm going to make my life count for something. I'm going to make my family count for something. Life is too short just to be on the sideline. God has called you to this war. God has called you to this family. Put your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. I've come to encourage you here tonight to not give up I know it's been hard and I know you've been weary at times Oh, I know you had to run away from a lot of things but God is forming a man and a woman of God 
God is doing something in the lives of individuals. Church, if we're going to go and pack this house, we don't need just a few people being used of God, but we need everybody being used of God. There needs to be something that gets a hold of us tonight that says, I'm not letting go of this. I've been called for such a time as this. God has called me by my name. God knows who I am. Saint of God, let me remind you, God knows where you're at. Saint of God, let me remind you, God knows where you're at here tonight. He has not forgotten about you. He has not forgotten of the promises. He has not forsaken the covenant he has with you. Let me have you be refreshed in your spirit that God still has a covenant. God still has a plan. God still has a will. He's just waiting. If you're going to see, if you're going to wrestle for it, how bad do you want the will of God? how much people betrayed him it didn't matter who stoned him it didn't matter if they knocked him unconscious it didn't matter if he just came from a rock pile because let me tell you when you have a word from God you're going to accomplish the will if you just put one foot over the other you're going to accomplish the will of God if you just keep going going if you don't give up with the will of God let me tell you that man of God rose from the dead and he didn't stop there and get afraid anymore because that man had a word he went to the next city and preached the gospel yet again let me tell you, there's got to be a yet again. There's got to be. I'm not letting go of this. It doesn't matter how high the waters is. It doesn't matter how hot the fire is. God has given me a promise. God has given me a word. And I'm going to wrestle every demon. I'm going to wrestle every dominion. I'm going to fight every devil. It does not matter. God baptized us with the determination to not let go. This altar is open. Come on, the Lord is calling this church right now. Come on. Honey, a mom and a dad that says, you know what, honey? Look at each other and say, we're not, we're not letting go. I need a young person that runs up to this altar and says, you know what? I'm not letting go. I know I've been distracted. I know I've been discouraged. But God still has a plan. God still has a purpose. I wish somebody would revisit that altar, revisit that passion, because guess what? God is wanting to baptize us with yet again another fresh oil. You're not going to get the same oil, but I come to tell you, you're going to get a fresh oil. You're going to get a fresh determination, a fresh calling. Oh, yeah, a fresh passion. We don't need to live off of old wine, but we need to live off the new wine. We don't need to be operating in old wineskins, but God is trying to say, you know what? It's time time that you've been sipping from that wineskin long enough. It's time for you to go to the next level. It's time for you to, to grow and, and to excel and to overflow. You've been living off of a half cup too long, but God is wanting you to live in the overflow. I come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, God is wanting you to live in the overflow. Oh, come on, pray church. 
Come on, prayer. I know it's Wednesday night. I know it's Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, but these moments count. God views these moments as critical moments. Uh, some of you are in critical moments right now. But if you just wrestle that, if you just fight with that, if you say, God, I'm not going to let go. You have been too good for me to stop now. I'm ready for the next blessing. I'm ready for my name to be changed. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.